0: what's going on guys welcome to another episode of tasty tuesday on tasty loot gaming the show where we talk about gaming news my name's seth hi chevy a couple quick reminders to download and play gradefall man eater and shadow of the tomb raider all offered on playstation plus make sure to download those play those come back at the end of this month for plus club let us know what we thought of those games we'll let you know what we thought of them and our game of the month picked by me is deep rock galactic which is a four player cooperative dwarf in mind mining game where you shoot shit make sure to play that if uh, you want to or if you play in the past or think about playing it in the future come back at the end of the month for game of the month and discuss that game with us and yeah uh type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment if you'd like to be considered on tastecast which we will be doing soon um if you want your comment to be considered we read it we reply to it Otherwise, you pick at random, so type in hashtag STLG. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us talk to us anytime all all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And uh, we have a Patreon if you'd like to support the channel further than liking, commenting, sharing this video around, and subscribing if you're new around here. All right, Taste Tuesday. Uh, we got two things to discuss, but they are just videos. So we're going to watch these two videos, uh, do some commentary, and then discuss them. So first video we're watching is is the Dead by Daylight Dev Tapes uh, Volume 1, which is interesting. Uh, I've only recently gotten back into Dead by Daylight, so I kind of assumed they were already doing development videos. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they have been, but it's interesting that This is volume one of these so um, if anybody's been following the game for a while now uh, what were they doing before this in this they talk about uh ui updates animation updates to the game and a couple other things that they are bringing to the game Uh, as i said i've been playing the game uh recently quite a bit i think i've put about like a hundred hours or so into it recently and uh shout out to cody as well he's been playing a lot uh too so uh this might be interesting for him to watch uh you don't play the game at all um so except this is the one time i had to except for yeah you had to play and you played against a couple of us it wasn't against Randy. josh was the killer and you were with me yeah, yeah. so he, very minimal but you have interacted with the game. Yes. Um, but this still might be interesting to see because I'm sure this is a game you could probably watch people play. For sure. So, uh, this is a 15 minute video, so we should probably just jump into it, talk about it, and uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dead by Daylight, so this is uh, actually kind of exciting for me. So, all right, three, two, one, and go. Sweet ba- well, baby, baby David to King. This first edition I almost said of baby. dev
1: tapes uh, this video will cover the too long than read of our Dev Update blog post. So, today we're bringing in a few guests that are going to present upcoming changes in design, UI, and animation for the PTB early next week. As well as um, we games,
0: go. every time an update comes out, people All are right, pissed so and people are happy at the same Sarah, time.
1: Uh, because it's always UI fucking fluctuating. Like balance yeah, Yeah. All
2: right,
1: Sarah. Big nice. changes. Big changes yeah. coming for the UI. Um, First off, let's start. Why are we changing the UI in the next update? And what are we changing?
3: So when players log in uh, to the PTB for the first time uh, and start their match, uh, the biggest change that they're going to notice is that we've completely redesigned the layout of the HUD. Um, This means that uh, the position of some of the elements that you're used to, are no longer in the places that they they were before uh, this update. Um, essentially, what we've done is Get we've broken each of our pieces of our UI, which we refer to as widgets, um, into you don't their don't want to own be in
0: their extra when they're, they're looking in there for axes. Space.
3: Um, we had reached a point with the UI where <laughs> uh, our current live UI was no longer able to support all of the features that we wanted to add from the game design team. Uh, So we needed to find a place uh, to give each of these UI elements um, a a new home uh, that had enough room for us to uh, add um, animations and visual effects, as well as any new pieces of information and features.
1: All right. Uh, Do you want to tell us a few example uh, of what we can expect in the new UI changes?
3: yeah we have a couple new features that you'll notice um the biggest and most obvious one is probably hook counts um we now have a separate widget uh for killers which displays the number of times you have hooked yeah i was noticing over here um this is a positive way of displaying a killer's progress in the match previously we found that for killers uh the only sense of Any uh, gameplay change that they got was the generator count slowly, slowly counting downwards. And this, of course, doesn't feel very good if you're a killer. Uh, So we wanted to give them something that they can feel proud of. So, what's the hook thing for? Their progress throughout the
0: match. So, like she's saying, when you're playing killer by yourself, um, you're just looking for people to kill. But as the match progresses, you're just running out of generators. So, that can feel kind of like i guess demoralizing for me it's like it pushes me to go oh, i gotta get right, this shit right, right, done right. but for some people it might be a deterrent for them to want to play killer um they added that thing on the side that circle and it's showing you how many times you've hooked people kind of giving you something like a forward progress on the match okay. how much how much you're doing towards the other team That's gotcha, gotcha. which is good because one of the big things i keep seeing complained about is uh people feeling like playing killer is like Not as rewarding, I guess. Outside of people who just like playing killer, they feel like a lot is put against them when they want to play killer. So there's less people playing killer than there is people playing survivor, which has unbalanced... There's some nights where it takes like 20 minutes to get into a match. Other nights, it's like instant. But uh, except around rank 12, for some reason, me and Cody both had issues as soon as we hit rank 12. We fucking couldn't find matches for a while until we got past that. But uh, I think they're trying to implement things to make playing killer feel a little more I guess positive. Rewarding. Yeah. Okay. From what I gather here, I, don't, so, I and, haven't seen the rest and of this. Then
2: I, so I assume that the amount of like uh, marks then equals like everyone's dead if that thing fills up. Cause it's just Probably because you can only many. throw
0: people on the hook so many times. Um, so that's probably what it is when it fills up, you probably killed them all. Okay. Um I didn't get a chance to look at how many, but that's probably the case. Also could help you towards if you're doing like a daily and you need to throw so many people on hook uh in that match yeah, or the um the way it may affect your ranking. Gotcha, gotcha.
3: For Survivor I'm
0: glad I've played the game uh, enough that I can kind of answer that question. Which is displayed
3: on the actual um player status uh widget. This uh, tells your fellow survivors how many yes. times your teammates have been hooked. It's a costume. This way you can know whether or not it's worth it to go in for that save or So,
0: not. this is really interesting. I, I noticed this instantly when it first, they first showed the UI. Uh, they're now showing this... Uh, counter so you can tell you know they just said this but uh how many times someone's been on a hook anybody uh, who's playing this game regularly is already keeping track of this but I think this is better for people who might just have gotten into the game right you can kind of have a better sense of it or maybe you have been spacing out and you didn't notice that somebody got hooked i also kind of noticed as things are happening uh it also shows their face which is huge because before it just has their names up here and uh like, me and Cody would play together. And I'm like, are, are you, is this you playing Nia? And Cody's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It's kind of like if you're not doing voice chat, you might not know who the fuck's here. Right, right, right. Now you can actually see who's playing who. And I saw these things change as well as things are happening to them. So this is actually, like, small but huge. It's a lot of communication happening. It almost feels like too much compared <laughs> to what I'm used to. But All I right. won't complain it's kind of neat.
3: It's worth it to go in for that save or not. Um. As well as giving you a general yeah, idea, see, there's of how all
0: sorts of shit happening over here overall. now.
3: Uh, another feature that we have is um, the healthy and injured states for uh, players have been uh, replaced with portraits of those characters. So, from uh, at a glance, you'll be able to see who's playing as Claudette, who's playing Mia, yeah, awesome. um, which Dwight is in the closet exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think there's
1: uh, one more thing as well that
3: uh, has been asked forever and you're very happy about. (laughs) I I am thrilled to announce this one. Um, Along with this update, we are releasing two new uh, settings um, which allow players to control the scale of their menus and HUD. Uh, hmm. so no longer will your ui scale be determined by your screen resolution uh, you can control it yourself that's awesome uh, all right so just to wrap this up this new uh ui
1: changes a game like uh, that i don't really need the hood that much awesome so fu- uh, minimizing it makes sense in the future uh do you have anything else to add sarah
3: yeah so we we know this is a big change um it's, it's going to take us all a little bit of time, I think, to to get used to the new placement. Um, that's a natural and expected part of, of any change. Um, we've all been looking at this particular HUD for, for five plus years at this point, uh, so there's going to be a period of adjustment. However, uh, this new layout is going to allow us a lot more breathing room to add new features and um, expand what we can do for you guys in the future. Awesome. So this is not the final form. That's what you're saying. No, we have lots of new ideas uh, that we're we're excited to share with with you guys. Uh, I'm
0: glad uh, the in, game has been out this long uh, and has grown in popularity. Couple months They're still like to come, you know, five uh, years in changing the UI really and, and stuff like that. Much
3: of it right now, but we are excited.
0: I also shows the game's healthy, healthy. So
3: awesome. well, yeah, well, so I
0: definitely playing people play it. Um, one thing I was reading, Happy too, reader. is they want to make the game start to feel more so, uh, realistic. So I think they're going to start Dead the by and play and more yeah, realistic. But they don't want to fuck with the timing, speeds, and shit like that. Um, even
1: yeah, we're closing they'll up probably on do the a PTB damn engine So you want to tell us what's in store for the clown?
4: Yes, this is actually the first moment we're actually confirming that the clown update is going to be in this PTB. And uh, so I can talk a little bit more about that teaser trailer that Dylan showed us a while ago. Um <laughs> The purple bottles are staying the same, so you can play clown the way you're used to. You throw a purple bottle, people get intoxicated, okay. they slow down, you can hit them. You can switch to throwing yellow bottles, and they have no effect until they turn yellow. So the gray cloud is like a placeholder until it turns yellow and activates. Hmm. Any player entering a yellow cloud gets extra movement speed for a period of time. So it's it's called the afterpiece antidote. And Even if survivors it intoxicated by a purple cloud and hit a yellow one, then it will remove that effect. That's and interesting. We're not just changing those bottles, we're also going to reduce the amount of time it takes to reload. That's gonna be three seconds now. Yay, everybody cheer. Yay, I can <laughs> hear
1: it. Yay. I can hear it. I thought that motherfucker was throwing those things constantly. <laughs> um with adding a new type of gas to the cl- the clown's kit. Well, we
4: wanted to uh increase uh potential for interesting plays with him, and we already like the way the purple bottles work, so we thought let's give him two bottles and since the purple ones are you throw it someplace and it says you don't want the survivors to go there so you put a negative the opposite would be you put a bottle someplace where you would like it if survivors went there so you give them an encouragement um so if there's a dead end hmm. over here and there's a pallet over here you throw a yellow here and then the survivors like do i go for the pallet or do i go for the yellow
0: which yeah, I feel like it. somebody who gets That's that down is going to be really effective. Part. Yeah. And then if this, because this is he's, this, he's already really annoying. it's Yeah. Just that you can start kind of more, de- uh, like more determining more where play people play are going to start, start going is um.
1: Alright, so interesting. remember when we tested the skill-based matchmaking back in summer? Oh, uh, well, it's coming back. Ethan, you have more info? Um,
4: yeah, so the, um, uh, the matchmaking system is no longer going to be based on your rank is going to be based on uh, back-end calculated skill, (laughs) And one of the great things about this is it means that each killer you play will have a different uh, setting for this. So if you're like an absolutely amazing hillbilly player and you destroy everybody and then you say, I want to learn how to play nurse and you're terrible with her at the moment, you're not going to be playing against rank one survivors while you're trying to figure out how to play the nurse. So it's going to be, it's going to be better for survivors. I kind of figured when
2: you said
0: 12 to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. start at 20, you go down to one. Something
4: to do with ranks. So as soon as the uh, new matchmaking system goes live, we will be switching ranks to be a reward system where depending on the highest rank you reach during the month, you will get um, blood point rewards. And then at the oh, end of each cool. month, your rank will reset to twenty, and you'll build your way back up again. And just to be clear, hmm. your rank is not going to determine your matchmaking. So when we reset you to twenty, it's only for the rewards, not for who you get uh, who you get put into games with.
1: Um, that's
0: interesting. Right, so, uh, Skills kind uh, of on
2: scale.
0: Yeah. So right now, the way it works, obviously, is um, there's different things that determine uh, proceeding in your rank, or going back in your rank, or maintaining your rank. And uh, it's a little complicated, but not not too much. But uh, but as you go, you know, further down it's ranking you against other people in that area. Sometimes it's pretty fucking general, general though. Um I've been like, you know, fourteen against like level threes and shit, but it doesn't happen very often. Um and this is something they had before he kinda of talked about already, but I wasn't playing when that happened. Um it's like you're ranking based off who you're playing specifically. So if you're awesome with this guy, you're gonna play against other awesome people, and if you're not great, you're gonna play against people who are not great with that person. So it's not an overall rank anymore. And then like yeah, like you said, like Ranking now is just going to be a reward system. Basically, it's a battle pass. Kind of kind of seems like even though they do have a battle pass in the game.
2: Right, right. right. It's the,
0: not, yeah, just functionally. Cause rewarding time, time investment. And, yeah. and I don't even know if it is just going to be time investment or not now. Because before it was based off of a bunch of shit, it might still be based off that shit, but not determine who you're playing against. So hopefully they keep it similar, because I thought that was a really neat system. Let me know in the comments if you're a Dead by Daylight player. And you know how that's going to work but uh but yeah overall i think that's pretty neat because it is kind of a deterrent deterrent when you play someone you're really good with and then you're like i don't want to go back and play that person because i'm not very great with them and, and you now, have to start from you know low level and have to unlock perks of that person kind of sucks especially if you're higher rank at that point because you're yeah. gonna
2: get forced against people who are good
0: yeah if i'm like fucking a super high rank whatever hillbilly like he said and then I go to play the nurse and I haven't played her at all, and I'm level one with her and I have no perks unlocked for her. I'm already at a disadvantage. That's going to affect my rank now when I start losing with her. Yeah. So this is, a, I, I think it sounds like a better system. But uh, if anyone has like counter arguments to that, let me know, because uh, genuinely curious.
1: So uh, separated between killer and survivor. So you can basically get those reward twice if you Absolutely. get to higher Oh, interesting. Yep. Awesome. Okay um okay so reason, uh i heard that the sound is not
5: which is yeah great I, that's one thing
0: they got to work on because people who play killer just like playing killer but people who look, don't really play killer or don't true, want to there's no, no incentive to, a to a rate, do it mm.
4: which means that if
0: or like minimal incentive four
4: meters from him you can't see him at all
1: not even a little bit
0: oh shit, hold on Once you wraiths like invisible, invisible invisible
1: now if you are more to high ranks on both awesome okay um, okay, so uh, I've heard that the clown is not the only one getting changes. Do you want to? Do you want to add a little bit on this?
4: Oh no! I would love to. We've got true invisibility coming up from the wraith, which means that if you are more than twenty-four meters from him,
0: oh, you a can't see him at
4: all, not even a little bit. But once he gets within sixteen meters, you will see it, the shimmer that you see now, and between twenty-four and sixteen, it will increase from being nothing to what you see now. So,
0: uh,
2: mm. you will
4: no longer be able to see the wraith
2: off in the distance on the, front the map. So, he has to
0: on yeah. Which uh, kind of is freaky because, like, he's already like, there's there's he has to ring a bell to come out of invisibility. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, it's it's fair in that sense, but it's also kind of shitty because, like, that gives him a lot of like stealth ability. Because a lot of times I'll be working on a generator, I look out in the distance, and you could see his silhouette moving around still. Um, it's hard to see, but you can still see him. So now you're just not going to fucking see him, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I
2: think I've uh, seen like thing that, that guy we're, in action before. Another
4: thing
0: that we're fixing yeah,
4: he's the Trapper's trapped. I don't know how many of you have done the math, but if you have a 25% chance to escape from a trap, that's only like a 60% chance to escape in the first four times. It's, it's around 60. Somebody's going to quote me on it being wrong because it's 63 or whatever. But uh,
1: Around that. It's
4: our problem that and you have a 10% chance of still being in the trap after like 10 attempts I, it, it doesn't feel good. So we've changed I've it seen some people so stuck in the trap now a while. take one to six attempts When you step in the trap we choose whether it be one two three four five or six And then that's how many times it will take so it's never gonna take more than six This does mean that your rough chance of escaping each time is 16% So the first attempt is gonna be a little less likely but it will never go to the long tail on the other side either. So on the whole, it's going to be uh, better for everybody.
1: All right, Hmm. uh, Ethan, so we're changing a couple of perks in this update. Uh, Do you want to go over what we're touching?
4: Yeah, sure. Um, We have a list, and it includes Diversion, also known as Pebble, Hmm. uh, Fixated, Hex Undying, Iron Maiden, Open Handed, and Second Wind. This is a list of perks we said we were going to update soon a while back on a dev stream and they have made it through the pipeline and here
5: they are
1: all right uh introducing guillaume game designer on dead by daylight welcome in guillaume
5: hi how are you doing
1: uh i'm doing good thank you uh guillaume is here today to discuss uh the upcoming animation changes uh can you explain to us why we're changing these animations
5: uh, yeah after, I mean after four years, uh, almost five, we felt that the game needed um, animation side. We needed uh, to update those animations just like yeah. a visual update and a bit of uh, love to these uh, system as well not only the animation themselves but the systems to be able to support uh, any other features moving forward. Uh, so we updated uh, some of the animation and uh, mostly the locomotion for survivors.
1: All right um so can you give us some examples that
0: is and i'm i'm stoked to see what they're doing with that but like that's the one thing like i have to remind people the game's been out for a while it's super popular and shit but i'm like when this game came out dude it was like small team kind of like janky and it's still when you look at it reflects a lot of that they put a lot back into the game like you know systems wise killers you know survivors all shit but like the way characters move and stuff is still kind of ridiculous looking, so I'm glad that they're uh, they're, they're, they're finally, you know, fucking around with
5: that.
1: Well, uh, what's coming?
5: Uh, well, basically it's uh, locomotion, so the idle, stance of the art tractors both male and female, the run, the walk, the crouch, the injured state, but also transition when you move from one direction to another. We added those transitions. Uh, there's a lot more uh, also subtle looking. Crawling animation with uh, new turns and a uh, re- recover animation.
1: So um yeah, we feel, we when we're talking ground, like, kind of Survivor what kind of uh gameplay change should we expect uh with these changes?
5: Uh in terms of gameplay, actual gameplay, uh it should have not changed at all. I mean that's the idea, And that's the reason why there's a game designer talking about it as opposed to an animator because it's mostly animation work, technical animation. But one of the goals was to not change the actual gameplay and how locomotion and navigation works in terms of uh, speeds, turn rates, accelerations and things like that. But we definitely wanted to improve the looks, change the stance, uh, the, uh, the way the character uh, moves in terms of body movement and aesthetics.
1: All right, and uh so we're talking yeah, it's about a lot the motions which normally looking. would be yeah. uh, in movement. It's, right? not a, it's not a huge uh, difference, but it's, it's enough to be like makes it look changed, a lot for more example, uh, cleansing natural.
5: Totem,
2: well,
0: uh, and as, if lockers, they keep
2: rolling out stuff like that,
1: the yeah, whole is just going to start bagging, looking better. Yeah. Like
0: when well, he kind of said too uh, this is to so they can roll more things later. No,
5: because their interactions and we did not touch interactions because this is again it's a different topic. Uh, it has an impact on gameplay, and this is something else for the future. Though, uh, like, teabagging, for example, which is, which is uh, crouching, which is a locomotion, uh, kind of a gameplay. We did update that uh, animation. Well, actually, before there was no animation al- at all, it was just a blending. So we put in an animation and we kind of iterated on it to make sure that teabagging still feels uh, satisfying to our players. We uh we did change that. But uh it should should play the same.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, uh Guillaume. And uh, I think that's the awkward moment where we say bye. <laughs> Please bad. don't keep that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um the the tea bagging animation as they're talking about, um kind of sad actually about that because uh, it's kind of a tradition in the game where fucking if you're if like everybody makes it to the end they are like wait for the killer and then like you just like tap the button and they go like up and down really fast and looks really fucking stupid and people like walk like that and they kind of look like a fucking like some kind of weird chicken thing (laughs) and uh, even though the animation looks way better like it was smoother and stuff like that yeah Um, and I'm sure people are still going to do it Um, I'm going to miss the jank of that fucking original teabagging better record some now then yeah Yeah, i (laughs) should probably do that um all right so as somebody who doesn't play the game did you take anything from that at all
2: um what i took from it is that the game is um well past the life expectancy i would i would say of of a lot of games and still is doing uh just fine uh because they are still putting development into the game so that's a good sign. also means they have a passion for the game, which I appreciate uh, yeah. from any developer, just because they could very easily just be like, we're making a second game. This one's not getting worked on anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of companies do take that route. I, I do think we are in a time in gaming where, like, you can make a game and, like, give it the, to for lack of a better wording, MMO treatment and give it that 10-year plan.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah, outside of MMOs, the only other company I knew that really did stuff like that was like uh, Valve. Yeah, because their engine, they like, um, well, it's not to the same degree, but like they're using the same engine for all these games. But they made the engine malleable, that so they could keep kind of like getting newer and better looking games out of it on the same engine. I guess on Rails, well, but, um, but yeah, outside of that, MMOs are kind of like the 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 blueprint for the uh, ever uh, updating game.
2: Yeah, and they usually have that, that life expectancy of like the, the ten that, year. that's where you're you're aiming for. Obviously if it keeps making money, they'll keep going, but mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole idea. And wow. even even games like Destiny and and uh stuff like that, they they kinda have that idea too, or they want ideally for the game to last that long. Um it's just they turned around and started making sequels. Fortunately Destiny's not slapping Destiny three out there anymore.
0: But they were gonna when they were under fucking Activision. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying.
2: They now they have it and they're probably gonna start, hopefully, uh, doing the same thing you're seeing in this regard, which- um,
0: Oh, they already came out and said they're not interested in making Destiny 3 as of right now. They wanna support the game. So. And, which is good,
2: and, and, I, and I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, it's really, it kinda sucks when you have to like start all the way over in something. Mm-hmm. Um, as exciting as to get like something new, if you're already playing and loving something
0: and it has a full like community then the game's healthy, there's no reason to leave so unless the game is being held back by limitations mm. if if people are playing it though they're playing it but i can also understand as like a creative person the idea of like not wanting to still work on the same thing for sure there's kind of a business versus um creative integrity thing going on there but at the same time like we are at a time where if your community is not dying or even if it starts thriving at some point uh and you have the capabilities and an engine that can support it why wouldn't you just keep that game going. that's something I've argued about when it comes to even games like Call of Duty for a long time. I'm like, people bitch about these games doing the same same, you know, thing over and over again. Um why wouldn't you just like release like a zombies package and and release new zombie modes and different variants of it there and yeah. stuff like that. So a lot of things could benefit from that. I
2: think sports games fall 100%. into that too. Yeah, unless you, you can just sell a roster every
0: year. Yeah. Anytime so. something new changes, sell it as a DLC or something like that. Yeah. Um, if you're not upgrading the graphics and a lot of times I hear like they're fucking downgrading them. Um, there's no need. Yeah, exactly. Except so. for that, you know, 60, $70, $80 price point.
2: Yeah. I just think, and, and so the, are going back to the, the, liking seeing devs do that. I think it's more consumer friendly for a person to be able to just own a product yeah. and be able to get as much life out of it as possible. And when you add more stuff to it, uh, you can sell it in chunks that is more accessible to the mass majority of people versus like not everyone wants to go out and spend now $70 a pop on something. So, mm-hmm. um,
0: so yeah, I g- glad to see that. Um, well, and even on a financial basis, if you are monetizing your game, uh, outside of the initial purchase, or if even if it's free to play, uh, supporting it longer just allows the people who are to comfortable in that game to continue spending that money. Exactly. Cause they're 30, they're already there then they're, the product, they're yeah. part of the community they're at home uh they already kind of expect and know what mm-hmm. you expect from them financially and they're more comfortable with that you make a second game maybe it's not as good as the first one maybe they're still at home with the first game maybe they won't play the second game too much there's just a lot of variables involved that, yeah
2: and and trust it goes yeah, into for that sure as well oh, yeah. so
0: um and then like to go to the
2: the ui stuff um from what i've gathered and the little bit you've explained to me about it where they're they're putting more communication on the screen as someone who doesn't often do voice chat in games because i just i don't want to interact with most people mm-hmm. um the more information that i am able to get on screen the better yeah um, so I, I think that's just nothing but a positive and for people who already have the systems in their head it's not taking anything from them either so that's just a win-win Um, adjusting UI scale customization is always a good thing. So it's another good step. And then um, I don't know anything about the balance changes, but the little bit you were saying, and I'm sure you're going to it when you say your thing. Mm -hmm. um, It seems like they all are positive. So overall, I think it's good. Um, And I I hope that they can kind of continue that kind of, at least in my eyes, positive momentum. I would love to hear counter arguments to any of that stuff. If anyone who does play wants to put it in the comments below, I'm completely ignorant when it comes to this game. So...
0: Well, and I've only gotten back into it, so I'm not like full on board with every little detail of the game. But I'm I'm pretty comfortable with the game at this point again. But uh but yeah if, if you're like well that does seem cool but it's actually not because of this like let's know in the comments like genuinely you know i want i want to know for sure you know if there's something within the community where people are like wow we're not very excited about this like let me know about that for sure but uh, a lot of it does sound really neat um i already kind of already went over most of the stuff that uh, i thought as we watched it but I, I love the new ui change i do think it's Um, a lot of info like it almost feels op in my opinion because of how much we weren't getting before um and i was relaying that through you know um Talking to people, but some people don't want to talk to each other or not talking to people they don't know. Uh, playing a game with them, so it is cool to get that info every once in a while too. Like you know, somebody goes like, "Oh, have you been on the hook yet?" And you're like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, okay." And it's simple to do that, but at the same time, if you can just look at their um, name and see how many times they've been put on the hook, it's faster info. Yeah. So um, I definitely think that's uh, that's a good thing. It also looks clean. I like the way it looks. I also like. That, you know, a big thing I've been reading in the forums uh, for a while now and and just all over the place when it comes to this game is people always kind of feel like the killers are being, like, left behind in in the way that they're supported and being exciting to play and stuff like that. And, of course, people who enjoy playing killer are going to play killer, but... Um, it's not as enticing for certain people and so that they're you know making um, the wraith uh, invisibility fucking ridiculous uh, will be very attractive to people who like to play wraith or people who might want to try it Uh, the clown uh, with his new potion I think is really fucking interesting um, because uh, he's already annoying as fuck but now he's going to have a separate thing to use that can uh, be a benefit to him but also can be a benefit there's a balance to it For the survivors, they can run through it, and if they're irresponsible with the way they use that potion, Survivor could hit that and fucking get the hell out of there quickly. So, and there's some people out there who play Survivor very aggressively, so I could see it happening. Um, So, I think it's actually a really cool way to kind of mix it up. Uh, I noticed since the last time I played, way more people play Clown now than they used to. So, um, there seems to be, you know people wanting to play him so now this will definitely change things up i'll be curious to see if it's a positive or negative i also like the hook counter for the killer it's uh it's not a huge thing in my opinion but it is cool to give them some positive progression in a match i think they make a really good point of that and it does sound like they're trying to address some of the stuff of just being by yourself going against four people and possibly maybe feeling demoralized while fighting against people, specifically if you're not, like, great at the game. Maybe you're new to the game, and you're like, "Wow, well, I don't know, I'm never going to killer." Giving you all these little things to, you know, be able to see your progression and not just go, oh, fuck, the generators are going away. I'm, I'm about to lose. Um, I think is a really good thing, and it's it's something that doesn't change things too much, which I think is good. It's really subtle. So there's, like, a lot of really subtle um, changes, which I think is um, a good thing. Yeah. Um, all the stuff they're changing when it comes to balance, I think are good, uh, specifically with the traps. The traps, I don't walk into the traps very often. I'm pretty good at avoiding them, but I have been in them. I get lucky and I get out of them pretty quickly, but I saw somebody stuck in a trap for fucking days trying to get out of it. And uh, that, yeah, that's impossible. And uh, yeah, they've, they've, they still have a range of where you can be in there for a little bit longer, but not to the point where you could have before. And that's good. They've gotten rid of that extended, Time of being in a trap because that's just like fucking annoying and not fun. And if you're in there for that long, and the the killer would have to be really bad to have not walked over and got you already. Um, I'm really excited about the animations. I think it's really cool they're doing that. Um, I think that is one of the remnants of the original jank of the game that's been there since I've played it. Um, I know they've been doing graphical updates to uh, maps in the game per map. Um, to make them look better graphically, uh, change the lighting, stuff like that. It only makes sense that they would make the uh, animations uh, better. Hopefully they'll go back through and do it for killers as well, but killers are interesting because they have different animations, mm. whereas the survivors across the board are the same. So it makes sense for them to focus on Survivor and uh, and and make them look better, which they do seem um, a lot better in their animations, so that's really cool. Overall, though, this is... Uh, really cool i'm really stoked for it um i'm actively playing this game uh quite a bit right now so um whenever this rolls out it will be a reason for me to continue to play it i think cody's just telling me today he's fucking completely fucking still like addicted to it so um yeah overall i'm super stoked for this i think it's awesome and uh can't wait to see what else they bring out for it anything else you want to say no Alright, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about this Dev Tape Volume 1? What do you think about the updates they're implementing to the game? Which ones are you most excited for? Which ones do you think are not that great? If there is any of those, sort of counter arguments to anything that they are changing. Um, and uh, yeah, do you play regularly? Do you not play regularly? Where do you play? And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Dead by Daylight in the comments below. Second video we're going to watch is... Uh, not this one, but Monster Hunter Digital Vent. This, uh, came out on the 7th, so it's been a couple days. And, uh, yeah, this is a video that's going to be... I actually don't know what they show in this. I know... I do know that the, um, demo came out. So I'm sure they announced it in this. But, uh, other than that, I don't know what they show in this. So I'm sure it'll be more Monster Hunter uh, Rise info uh, about the game. And, uh, yeah. Anything you're thinking about when it comes to Monster Hunter Rise?
2: And not really, um, it's kind of weird sometimes because, like, you know, with Monster Underworld, I wasn't expecting it, and so mm-hmm. when it got announced, um, I kind of followed it real closely. And with this one, I just already know I'm just gonna buy it, and so I've been kind of just not following it because I'm
0: already sold. Yeah, that's my problem too. <clears throat> People keep going, like, oh, did you see this thing on Monster Rise? I'm like, dude, I'm already gonna buy it, like, I'm, I'm already ready to get it, so. And I want to go in like as blind as possible. Um, obviously, we're gonna watch this and it's gonna show some stuff, but like I'm not looking up every single little
2: detail. For over. sure, for sure. Um, and I don't like to do that too often, anyways. Yeah. Um, even like when, I, when Final Fantasy VII was coming out, I was like, "Holy crap, you guys slow down on the trailers,
0: please!" <laughs> like- Especially towards the end, they started really popping them out quickly, and they showed more and more stuff, and it was more and more exciting. But at the same time, too, the more you show, you're at risk of showing too much. Yeah. I think it's one thing Cyberpunk did very well was not show too much, although I think some would argue they didn't show enough of what you know people saw eventually that they didn't like. But uh, but I think they did a really good job on like you know showing a lot without showing too much, and for that sure. is something I was kind of get worried about. I mean I think the biggest example of that is Watch Dogs. I always bring that one up because by the time I played Watch Dogs, they had shown so much that I felt like I played the game, and uh, we followed Monster Hunter World for fucking since it was announced every video, blah, blah, blah. This game, I am being a little more relaxed because like, like you said, like I've said, now I'm sold on it. I don't need to know every little thing about it. And, uh, yeah, actually I haven't even downloaded the demo. Um, I have downloaded. I haven't
2: played it yet. Yeah. I listened to someone talk about their experience with it. And they said, Uh no, no, nothing negative. (laughs) They said they, they played each fight once and they were like, you know, I I got my fill. I, I, and, uh, you know, I'll wait for the game to come out. Like that's just pretty much it. Like, um, you know, obviously it's a lot easier to like make a video and get more views if you got the hype behind it. But I really appreciate that he was like, yeah, no, it was it was fun. I'm gonna pick it up. I don't really have a lot to say about it. I play Hammer. It's the only thing I tried. I fought everything once. It was neat. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: my biggest curiosity about Monster and Rise because I don't know. I, I already know I like it, but. My biggest curiosity about it is where it lands when it comes to how it plays. Mm. Because the original Monster Hunter games play a very specific way, and that's the way I was used to for a long time, Monster Hunter World really fucking spoiled me, and how streamlined it is, and how buttery smooth it plays. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to be like an in-between of those two things, because it doesn't look like it plays just like the older games, but it also doesn't look like it plays like the newer game, but it looks closer to the newer game to me, yeah. with some of the systems and menus feeling a little more old school. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how it feels when I play the demo finally. For sure. But yeah, um, when it comes to this video though, um, we've already kind of established like where we're ready to buy the game. So uh, really, just uh, any features, maybe weapons uh, that they might show off, or new monsters. I'm sure they'll show a monster, a new monster off here at the very least one. Um, I'm excited to see. Um, but outside of that, I'm I'm fuck, I'm ready for it. So for sure. Yeah. Anything else? Alright, let's jump into this. This is Monster Hunter Digital Event, January 2021. We're in 2021. I keep forgetting that. Alright, let's go. Oh, that's my
6: pup.
0: That was a weird voice. Oh, that's my pup. Oh, yeah. I love the... Japanese Asian aesthetic of this game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, remember even when the first like teaser came out for it. I was like, oh, okay,
0: interesting. Yeah,
6: this is for my fellow hunters.
0: So we got English voice acting, very interesting.
7: Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Ryozo Tsumoto, it- producer on the Monster Hunter series today i'll be telling you a bit more about the upcoming monster hunter rise hope you enjoy the show i will we have a new trailer for you today so have a look
0: <laughs> he's here he goes away comes That's back that has a quick fade yeah hi bye hi bye Oh, a fucking leg. That's a horror
1: movie.
0: A fucking party. It's palicos, it has to be. Yeah, those motherfuckers party. Whoa. love the idea of like having a mount yeah like monster world kind of played with it a little bit especially like
2: uh, when they implemented being able to actually like hop on the back of the yeah a so.
0: so gombi
2: like an angry bear bunny
0: Ew. Ew. That's a silent hill monster. Great baggy. Very nice. I like Lagombi He was doing.
2: I okay. can. I'm gonna ride this monster jitsu's.
0: There, I love that they're adding so many new features to this game. Like it really makes it feel like, like, of course, if you're in, into Monster Hunter, you're gonna fucking own them all. But like, if you're coming from Monster Hunter World, it feels there's like a huge incentive to play this game. Yeah, because it's like a different experience completely. Oh, that's cool. That was really cool. Oh. <laughs> It's gonna be cool to play fucking Monster Hunter on, on, like, a mobile console again, too. Which is weird for me to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I fucking, I'm not a fan, but, like, at the same time, I have this weird, I kind of miss that.
2: Yeah, I figured I was going on the Switch. But.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I like
2: the aesthetic a lot. Yeah, me too. Minus the fucking worm head monster.
0: Yeah, that, that thing was fucking gnarly.
7: Hope you enjoyed this new trailer. Now let's go into a bit more detail about the things we just showed off.
0: Take it away away again. Yep. Bye. This guy just kind of stops by and he's like, hey, you know, I I know you guys want to hang out with me, but I got. I stopped by, said hi, and I got to go.
6: Let's start with the locales. We just showed off the Frost Islands. Yeah, it looks cool. This used to be a nest of huge dragons a long time ago, and it is said many heroes came here to try and slay them to no avail. It has kind of a creepy atmosphere.
0: That worm boy.
6: There's a large variety of endemic life in each locale. They can help you out in various ways, so make sure to use them on your hunt.
0: No Spider Puppy?
2: I like the bear bunny.
0: Like yep. Lagombie.
6: Let's have a look at the monsters that live here. This is Ghost Harag, one of the new monsters.
0: That would be. It's an ugly motherfucker.
6: Ghost Harag is a creature that lives in icy regions. Roaming the snowy I love fields. Oh, I've in the monsters have
2: the like, they stay in th- it's team with It's a fang with the, beast that attacks hunters, inter- using hunters, using right.
6: blades of ice that it creates. It's
2: of, like, own breath. Monsters,
0: but... interesting though. a fucking blade out of ice. Whoa. That was a crazy move. Mm.
6: Next up is the flying wyvern, Barryoth. Yeah. Hello, again. It is a fearsome monster with huge fangs and sharp spikes.
0: Very cool. The
6: spikes on its front paws and tail I are actually
0: steel. Unless I'm completely wrong, I fought him in the World. And ice
2: and I surfaces. it. <laughs> it could just be similar too. I'm sure someone will correct me. But I'm bad with names.
6: Next is a flying wyvern. I fucking hate Kezi. this thing.
2: Yeah, that thing's nightmare <laughs> fuel.
0: Straight out Resident Evil, fucking hell.
6: This is a creepy monster that mainly lives in dark places Understood. like caves.
0: I think it's probably one of the creepiest fucking monsters Being I've seen a Monster Hunter. It
6: it's He's a
0: little too like fleshy long, looking. Neck. Even like its wings look like little finger nubbins. Even its fucking neck fucking stretching out. Yeah.
6: Now let's look at the bird wyvern, great baggy. sweet
0: hairdo. <laughs> that was a great baggy hairdo. Horn It
6: It is characterized by its blue white skin color There's and the another. large protruding crest on its head. It catches prey by dousing them with a fluid that knocks them unconscious, oh, well, so wait. you'll need to protect yourself against the sleep status effect. I don't like it. Hey, yeah. Next up is the Fang Beast like gombi god
0: Goddamn. This
2: has like a koala like appearance too. And it a uses sumo. its
6: belly to glide around the snow like a sled. So you'll need to be quick on your toes to deal with it.
2: <laughs> That's right, post up.
6: And now we move on yeah. to the Flying Wyvern, yeah. Tegrex.
2: I'm motherfucker annoying as shit.
6: This is an extremely aggressive monster that uses its right now though. limbs to rush at its prey, dealing heavy damage with its claws and jaw.
2: Hooked into the air, flew Let's through the air first. Let's other locales.
6: Mm-hmm. First up is the Leviathan Mizutsune, a very uniquely evolved creature.
0: I love Leviathan. Yeah, that's dope. I call the bubbles too. Mm-hmm.
6: It secretes a special fluid that it can turn into bubbles by rubbing it against its body hair. Bubble
0: fluid. Bubble These bath.
6: bubbles will greatly hinder your movement.
0: So it's a bubble hell. Near Automata. Kind of fucking water ray.
6: And here's the flagship monster of this game, Magnamalo.
0: Angry Puffers. He's an ugly motherfucker too. Yeah. He just straight like body yeah. <laughs> is enveloped by carapace
6: hard as armor, and it attacks hunters with its tail and a type of gas that looks like hellfire.
2: A fucking flipping uppercut with his tail. So he has a spear. Puppy Riding. This Once is interesting. Once you've met
6: the unlock requirements, you'll be able to use your wirebug to bind monsters to use a feature called Wyvern Riding. <laughs> this lets you use Iron Silk to control wild monsters. You can even use this to make a monster attack other monsters.
2: I literally just found an excuse for you to be the war requirements pretty much yeah
6: now let's have a look at your base where you will get to meet a bunch of colorful characters who will help make your hunting life a lot more interesting
0: very cool looking <laughs> it's
6: the commander of the village yeah. elder. <laughs> He is deeply trusted and respected by the villagers, and he's a certified long-sword-wielder as well. These are the village quest and hub quest maidens, Hinoa and Minoto. They are Wyvarian twins, they love it throughout the village. Their songs bring peace to the villagers hearts, Minoto has even taken up painting recently. This is Yomogi, a cheerful young man oh, yeah. who the local tea shop.
2: Tea. Yeah,
0: Guys, earlobes are this fucking This is Guild
6: Master Hojo, the oldest man in the village and manager of all things quest-related. He draws all of the quest notices that go up on the quest board.
0: He's <laughs> just sitting on a thing all day.
6: This is Master Utsushi. Leader of the Hunters in the Village. That's it? <laughs> and this is Iori, the Buddy Handler.
0: The Buddy Handler. He
6: is a kind and pure-arty who loves animals.
2: Yes. Best character.
6: This is Feline Chief Kogorashi. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's in charge of deploying the meowenaries.
0: Meowsonaries? Fucking love it.
6: And this is Ron Dean, the trader. She came on a ship from a faraway country to make trade with the village.
2: To make trade. Your
6: base contains some facilities to make make your hunting life more interesting. This is the training area where you can try out weapon actions by attacking a variety of objects. You can even change the behavior of some of these objects. With the help of all the villagers, you'll have to take on the Rampage. We'll have more to share on the Rampage in the future.
0: The fuck is the Rampage?
6: Let's do a quick recap of the product information for Monster Hunter Rise. Comes in a box. The release date is March 26th, really 2021. Yeah. There will be a standard edition and a deluxe edition that contains a set of recommended DLC.
0: Supply All you motherfuckers keep asking limited, me to buy fucking Monster Hunter world, world again on like PC. You guys need to buy a Switch and buy Hunt this shit so we can play and
6: Palico, it. <laughs> and a novice talisman that'll help out during the early stages of the game. Make sure to pre-order so you don't miss out.
0: That fucking cat. We yeah, will I don't, also I don't release
6: like three amiibo on the same day as the game.
0: The DLC. I'm, I'm going to the
2: back weapon? to the dev yeah, team because are the to tell you cheeks, about the demo. I'm just not really. It
0: takes me out of it. Now I going to play the demo.
7: Hope you enjoyed that bevy of five new seconds. information. I'd like to talk about the demo now, and with me here is Yasunori Ichinose, the director of the game.
8: Peace. Hello everyone. I'm Yasunori Ichinose, the director on Monster Hunter Rise. It's nice to be here. This demo has four quest types available. A beginner quest, an intermediate quest, a basic training quest, and a wyvern riding training quest, which will help you get used to the new wyvern riding feature. Of course, all 14 weapon types are playable. Cool. The beginner quest and the intermediate quest can, of course, be played solo, but they are also available in local co-op and online co-op.
0: Oh, shit. Interesting. We should try it.
8: For this demo, you'll get to explore the Shrine Ruins. This is a great locale for learning about the wire bug and the new stat-boosting endemic life featured in this game. The beginner quest features great Izuchi, Damn. while the intermediate quest has you take on Mizutsune, which we revealed today. Cool of course, you'll be able to take a palnute and a palico sure. with you, so you can experience riding a canine and receiving various kinds of support from your buddies. And I'm not going to have to buy a pro controller. The basic it's worth it. Training it's a huge difference. And the Wyvern Riding Training Quest will let you try out the new Wyvern Riding feature. Wyvern oh, so it just Riding lets you try is a new out, really that allows you to control monsters for a while hmm. by dealing enough damage through aerial attacks or silk bind attacks using oh, the, the wirebug, yeah. or by using turf wars or endemic slimes to your advantage. While controlling wild monsters, smash you, can you. Move around I and smash you, and you can even slam them into walls. So, this is definitely something you'll want to check out.
0: It's interesting, hasn't tethered. That's all for the demo. Yeah.
7: The demo will oh, be released on the date shown, shown on screen. It will only be available for a limited time, so we hope you download it and give it a try. Mm. After this show, we will release some new videos that'll teach you about the Wirebug and Wyvern Riding. Check those out if you want to see these new features in action. Thank you for joining us today. We will have more to share with you on Monster Hunter Rise in the future. So,
0: stay tuned! Alright! Anything else? Any big surprises? What is all this shit? Trailer. Is that the same one we watched?
2: Yeah. I think so. Okay, so what do we think? <laughs> I mean, it looks cool. I, I don't know. I, I'd i be really surprised that they showed it off, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I, they literally showed what I wanted to see, new features. Uh, I love the aesthetic things. Even though I hate the fleshy worm thing, it is cool looking. I just am very grossed out by it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to feel bad at all. for killing that thing yeah no um although i'm curious about what the fucking armor and weapons will look like from that thing for sure because i don't want to look like a goddamn fucking worm thing honestly it's probably the thing i'm most looking forward to to this
2: monster hunter is um as much as i I love monster hunter world the the weapons and armor left something to be desired um so i am i'm gonna be i am hoping they go back to kind of just like Fully embracing, like getting crazy. That armor came from that guy, and you're gonna know. Like, I'll, I'll
0: be, I'll be curious to see uh, how they handle that because uh, I do hope that they heard that and uh, go back and, and kind of f- fix that for people because that is the one big complaint uh, with the Monster Hunter World. That, and it's a fantastic, great game, but um, that is the one thing that that could have been, you know, better. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it too much, but yeah, if you played the prior games, it does feel like almost a step back.
2: Well, it's not even, it's not even that they tried something different. It's that there's so many recycled assets throughout yeah. e- within itself even. And I'm just like, uh, come on, man.
0: Yeah. And it's less exciting when you get something new and it's like kind of like similar to something you've already had.
2: Minus maybe like one piece of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So or there's different colors. like yeah, different it would, element. Yeah. It's just not exciting. Like I yeah. said, so hopefully that does fix that. I mean, I'm looking here and everything looks pretty crazy. So I'm hoping, uh, they do, um, put some work into that. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. Other than that, I mean, we said at the beginning, I'm already sold. So, I mean, yeah. like, I'm looking forward to trying out the new features. The, the live writing seems like a nice play on. Um, you could technically ride the monsters in world, but you didn't control them so much as you, like, point them in a direction and then make them go forward. This is, seems like they're kind of taking that idea, going a little crazier with it, which is cool. I also like that when you get off, it tethers under the ground, it looks like.
0: Honestly, I got some... It's kind of odd but i got some fucking uh metal gear rex versus ray vibes when oh, He was like on that thing fighting the other guy and right. i was like that's pretty fucking cool
2: um yeah and then yeah the the, the aesthetic of the game is is a huge uh it's awesome yeah. yeah turn on for me i like the uh i love that even the monsters uh specifically the new ones they just look like something you would see in a japanese story so uh very cool yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I love how much of a departure this is from Monster Hunter World because um, when we do get a Monster Hunter World 2, I assume it'll be more in line with the aesthetic of the first game, but I like this game is, is not trying to be Monster Hunter World, it's trying to be its own game, own world, own place, like own monsters, um, even though, of course, stuff like T- Tigrex and other things are coming back over here. Yeah, um, and
2: Rathalos will be in it. And yeah, yeah, all
0: that shit. Yeah. Um, you know, aesthetically and, and everything like that. It's it's very different. It also has its features, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So um Gumbi's Awesome. He's my favorite monster. I saw in that whole uh video. They're the great. other one I forgot their name. Already meets something. Um the bubble. The very elegant looking yeah, one. That one's really yeah. fucking cool as well. Um really stoked to fight them. It also seems like all the monsters I know like the further you get into Monster Hunter or any of them, like they get more aggressive and more difficult. But like all the ones they've shown so far seem really like distanced aggressive like they're like fucking lunging across everywhere and like shooting stuff at Mm -hmm. you and stabbing and stuff and uh it's uh it's pretty cool to see because some of them are can be pretty uh and this probably ones you run to later or something like that but you know some of them can be kind of easy i guess yeah so they definitely um, have a, a pretty good
2: pretty good pacing on like working you up to those crazy mechanics so
0: yeah um his visual style i don't necessarily i'm not in love with it i think he's kind of ugly honestly but also kind of like how like samurai armor-esque he looks yeah also his move set i thought was really neat um so that's cool um yeah I mean, i'm pretty much on the same page as you of course um this game first day buy for me uh i need to play the demo we should do that at some point talk about it on the show um but uh yeah, new location looks really cool. New monsters look really cool. Of course, we talked about that. Um, the big thing here, I think, that they really shut off that I you know wasn't expecting was the wyvern riding, um, which looks like it'll be fun. Uh, it be interesting how that works in co-op when you're playing with other people. If one person can ride one or if, uh, if there's two, if two people can ride two different ones, I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. I don't see that happening. But um, to have one person just riding one and attacking one while the group's attacking the other one, could be beneficial. Maybe you're trying to get both of them. So like you're using one to weaken the other one and then eventually take down the one you're riding. Um, I don't see why it would restrict you to be honest. I don't, I don't know either. I'm just saying like, I'm not gonna just assume that's a thing, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but if so, it'd be cool. It'd be kind of weird though if you could just ride two and just make them hit each other. <laughs> um, I think that'd be kind of neat actually. It it, w- it would be, but also at the same time, it seems like that can maybe be exploited in cheap, cheap feeling. Sure.
2: But if it's anything like the, uh, the clutch claw, there's going to be like systems in place to like, not keep you on there forever.
0: For sure. So I, yeah. And that's what I assume. I'm also curious how the tether thing will work. Um, when it showed the monster like tethered down, there's only like three things stuck to him. Um, so I'm not sure how that works. Cause obviously when you're on him, you had like four, um, set up, so maybe Maybe it's after you're done riding them. Maybe you can just put enough on there to not ride them but have them stuck. I don't know how it works. So that'll be interesting to see. And obviously in the demo I'll probably probably be able to find that out. Um, But but yeah. uh, Like I said, everything here looks fucking awesome. I'm really stoked to play this. Um, I am really excited to see what the armors and weapons look like. um, And uh, fight all the new monsters. And uh, this game comes out fucking... In like two months,
2: yeah, it's really crazy. And
0: we can see some of the armor sets
2: in the in in the trailer, obviously. Um, But it's always better to be able to like like sit and look at a a character who's sitting still versus one that's moving around. Like that set, you could tell looks very crazy, um, which I do appreciate.
0: Yeah, that set doesn't look like something you would get in Monster World. Yeah, it's very colorful. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, borderline cartoony, but that's fine because that's one thing that the OG Monsters. Uh, embrace was the ridiculous aspect of yeah. of the world. So and that's not something necessarily that Monster Hunter world took away from, but it did definitely go for a more triple A realistic mm-hmm. look to it. Um and uh yeah. I mean even that sort of pretty crazy looking. So um yeah, very excited for this game. Definitely gonna pick it up ASAP as soon as I can. Uh anything else you wanna say on this? No, I think that's pretty much it. Snow area look cool. You like that? Uh, so snow areas are
2: always cool at first, but like deserts, I get kind of tired of them.
0: I get tired of deserts, but sometimes people can nail them. Those are kind of a treat because most of the time I fucking hate desert areas. Yeah. But when someone can make them interesting, I'm like, okay, you fucking – you actually did it because that's really hard to do. Snow hit or miss. I think snow can be uh, – expected standard. I, I never like, oh God, a snow area. I'm always like, oh yeah, it's snowy, whatever. And then some places could be like really Yeah, yeah. Cool. My,
2: my, my big complaint there is, um, and obviously there's stuff to look at, like trees and stuff like that, which is great, but like a desert, you're just looking at one color and yeah. that gets really boring really quickly for yeah, me. Yeah, do you like
0: the more like jungly areas mm. and stuff like that? A lot. Uh, it's more interesting in my opinion. A lot of, Like uh, in most of them, but in uh, Monster Hunter World, there's like a lot of verticality and stuff that made it really interesting as well. Whereas, uh, you know, some of the snow areas are uh, feel less like that. I yeah. guess, except for in Monster World, uh, there's like the underground cave systems and shit, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But and,
2: and I'm sure because this game does allow you to just climb things, there's going to yeah. be plenty of stuff to like, look at. Which I'm not, so I'm not like worried about it. But I never get excited for snow areas because I just expect
0: them to just be white. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Gombe. That's dope as fuck. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. Let us know in the comments. What you guys think of the Monster Hunter digital event? What was your favorite thing they showed off? Uh, is there something we missed or didn't talk about enough? Let us know in the comments. I'm sure you will. Um, which monster was your favorite? Um Which monsters would you like to see return to this one? Um, What do you think about the armor and uh, weapon thing? Are you happy with how they handled it in Monster World? Or do you want them to kind of go back to the more uh, crazy, zany um, designs uh, that were, uh, you know, I guess... um more larger than life, which, which seem the, the more I keep
2: checking the characters now, like they're they're going in that direction because that great sword was pretty it, crazy. It logic. does, yeah. yeah, and they look
0: very different, yeah. so which is very cool. Yeah, um, and what are some of your favorite features? Uh, what do you think about the wyvern uh, riding? and uh yeah let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below but that's going to do it for this episode of tasty tuesday on tasty Luke gaming as always thank you for watching make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode make sure to check out our other episodes check us out on social media links down below um check out our discord you can talk to us anytime all the time we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us and we have a patreon for anybody who'd like to support the channel further than liking commenting sharing this video and subscribing if you're new we just recently got like almost 70 subscribers in like the last week and a half which is fucking wild so uh welcome everybody uh who's new here and of course everybody who's not and uh yeah stay tuned we got episodes coming up later this week or at least a episode we'll be doing our um best month of playstation plus of 2020 it's a week later than i would have liked to film it but we're still going to do it because that's a tradition around here so stay tuned for that and yeah uh my name's seth i'm chevy Until the next episode, have a good week, guys, and take it easy.